Welcome to the Broken and Beautiful podcast, where we search to find beauty in the mundane. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Broken and Beautiful podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers who are listening out there and to all of the people who have mothers. Tell your mothers happy Mother's Day and give them a big hug. Um, so today's topic is a little different. Uh, I didn't actually plan this until today, to be honest with you. Um, I started back to work this week, so things have kind of been uh, crazy and up in the air with trying to figure out how to you know, run a retail shop and, you know, keep everybody safe at the same time. Um, so if you want to pray for something, you can definitely pray for that for me and for my family. Um, but anyways, I have been super busy. Um, and so I don't know, this morning I was sitting on my couch, listening to my pastor, um, from my home church here. And I just felt the Holy Spirit kind of tug at my heart and told me to text one of my um, one of my best friends from Chapel Hill. Um, and I don't know, I couldn't tell you why I felt that way before I texted her. Um, but I did, I ended up texting her and just telling her how much, uh, I love her and how much she meant to me and that the Lord has her, um, in his hands and that he's going to be good no matter what happens. Um, and it ended up that she actually needed to hear exactly what I said to her. So, Holy Spirit plug for you today is whenever the Holy Spirit tugs on your heart, you know, listen to him. But it gave me the topic today of true friendship and godly friendship and what does that look like? Um, And this is something that if you had known me before I went to UNC, you probably would have thought, well, she doesn't really know anything about that. And that was that was definitely true. Like I didn't understand what true friendship was until I went to UNC and I was able to, you know, actually be around people who really had a passion for the Lord and really had a passion for each other because of their relationship with the Lord. Um, so I think as I was sitting there, the the story of David and Jonathan popped into my head. And I remember vividly as a child listening to this and being like, that's the kind of friendship that I want. One day I hope that I have a friendship that is as good as David and Jonathan's where they were just like this undying loyalty, undying love to each other that could not be like broken by even their own families. Um, And so the Lord kind of placed that story on my heart. And that's kind of where I want to start with you guys today. But we're only going to read a couple of bits and pieces because I think that there's a a lot of value that can come from that story, but it's really long. So I want to just break it up. So there's just a few verses that I want to read to you. It's 1 Samuel 20 and verses 4, verse 14 16 and 17, and 41 and 42. So let me grab my Bible, and I'll read um, what I just said to you guys. I'll read those verses to you so that we can kind of get a feel for what we're going to be talking about today. So verse 4 says, Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it for you. Um, Let's see, verse... 14 says, but show me unfailing kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live so that I may not be killed. And it goes on into 15 and says, and do not ever cut off your kindness from my family. Um, Verse 16 says, so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord call David's enemies to account. And then 17 says, and Jonathan and David 
had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. All right. And then we flip to verses 41 and 42. Um, and the end of 41 says this, they kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the most. Um, and then end of 42, it says, Jonathan said to David, go in peace for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord saying, the Lord is this witness between you and me and between our descendants and my de- descendants forever. And then David left and Jonathan went back into the town. So there's a couple of the verses that we're going to read as we go on. Um, but, you know, I like to give you guys a few points as we're talking. And the first point I want you guys to think about is um, about friendship is that friendship is not selfish. So we're reading this story about David and Jonathan, one of the greatest friendships of all time. Um, I think so if we if we think about this, what verse really says that friendship is not selfish in this model between David and Jonathan? If you look back at uh, verses four and verse 17. So at the beginning, when we started reading and we read verse four, what I want to bring your attention to is kind of this what I think is a motto or like a mantra of friendship, what it means to be a true friend. And that is when Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it for you. Um, And in my Bible, I wrote, this is a godly relationship and it means that things are not selfish. So um, I think that's something that the Lord has really been teaching me lately about friendship is that friendship equates to Christ's unfailing selflessness and love that he gave his own life for us who didn't deserve him to give up that life. So that's what I think friendship is all about is a sacrifice when you don't necessarily want to do something, but you love the other person enough to be able to lay down your own desires and to give up your time, whatever it is, give that up for them because they mean the world to you. And that's a huge piece of, I think, godly friendship is to sacrifice um, things that you, well, sacrifices aren't easy. That's never, sacrifice is never something you want to give up. So if you give something up for the person who you love and who is your friend, then that is a an example of what Christ did to us. And I think that that's something that's so interesting is you can even see that in David and Jonathan's friendship is that they were not selfish. They were willing to sacrifice for one another. So the second point I want to talk about is that friendship is a representation of Christ, like I was just saying. Um, But I want to go a little deeper into this. So I think that true friendship is given to us an example um, in an example from Christ, like I was saying. So we can look back at verse 14 for this. Uh, Let me grab my Bible. And it says... Yeah, but show me unfailing kindness like Christ's kindness as long as I live or like the Lord's kindness so that I may not not be killed and do not ever cut off your kindness from my family. So I think that, and that goes into verse 15 as well, but I think that that's interesting um, because it's not necessarily the first thing I would think of whenever I think about friendship. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're a friend with someone, you're, you're probably not going to deliberately say something to them that would hurt them. I mean, I would really hope that you wouldn't do that. Don't do that. That's not a good idea. Let's make that clear. (laughs) But anyways, kindness is something I think that, um, as Christians, we, we don't overlook it, but we just, it's kind of just a part of us. 
um, or we try to make it a part of us that it's not necessarily talked about as much as it should be. Um, and I think that it's a huge piece of, of friendship. It's a choice. Friendship is a choice where you choose to be kind to one another and you choose to have that kindness not only extend just between you and the person, but to the other people who are around you, who see you and see how you interact with each other. So the, the true friendship that we're talking about here, this godly friendship is fueled by what Christ has left an example of by dying on the cross and, and his unfailing kindness and his unfailing loyalty. He, he wouldn't have, you know, put his own life in danger and lost his own life if he wasn't being kind and loyal and generous and selfless to us as sinners. Okay, so the third thing, and this is this third thing is is kind of a given with friendship, and I think that it's a given with friendships that may may not even be between two believers, but it may be non-believers um, who think that loyalty in a friendship is is huge. So the third thing is friendship is loyalty. It's it's not like you you can't have a friendship without loyalty because if you don't, then there's going to be a lot of backstabbing and a lot of drama, and that's not what you want in a friendship. And that's not a true friendship. So looking at David and um, Jonathan's friendship, we can go to verses 16 and 17 and 41 and 42 and really see how loyalty played a part in their friendship. So um, verses 16 and 17 are talking about uh, it says, so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord call David's enemies to account. And Jonathan and had David reaffirm his oath and out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. So I think this is interesting. That's verses 16 and 17, by the way, um, because it's not about what Jonathan wants or what David wants. They're doing this because they both want it together. They're doing it out of loyalty for the other person and out of love. And loyalty has a lot to do with that deep love that you feel for someone when you have a good friendship with them. So then 41 and 42, so the end of 41 says, they kissed each other and wept together. Um, and But David wept the most. And obviously, let me give you context. David wept the most because he was having to leave his friend behind because someone was pursuing him to take his life from him. And so Jonathan was, was protecting him by letting him go. Um, and so when they kissed each other and they said goodbye, they were weeping because they didn't want to part. They had this deep loyalty for each other that they knew that what they had to do was, was loyalty. Um, and it was loyal to each other to let, let each other go, even though that was hard. So then 42 is Jonathan kind of telling David to go in peace, um, and that he would fight for him, you know, and that this sworn friendship between the two of them was witnessed by the Lord. And the Lord was what the, what was the center of that friendship. And that's what made that friendship, you know, be able to cross family lines. So when Jonathan's father, the king was trying to kill David, David was, you know, obviously he was scared, but, but Jonathan did the thing that he didn't have to do, which he gave up his loyalty to his father because his father was in the wrong and he gave his loyalty to his friend who he was trying to protect. So I think that this also brings up a topic of, um, I know you guys have probably heard of, um, Galatians 6, 2, where it's talking about each other, like as believers, we carry each other's burdens, um, together and that we struggle together. And I think that this is what is happening with David and Jonathan is that they're, 
going through the struggle and that they're battling this together. They're not doing it alone. And that's why they had the strength to be able to free themselves in loyalty and to be able to still love one another, even if they can't physically be together. Um, so friendship is like a kind of like a covenant and a promise um, of unconditional love and loyalty between the two people. Or maybe it's three, maybe it's four, maybe it's a group of you. Regardless, friendship's all about unconditional love and loyalty. So another passage that I kind of want to pause and bring your attention to is John 15, um, verses 12 and 13. Um, And I think that this is important because it really shows that Jesus deeply cares about um, deep and true friendship because this is actually Jesus talking. Um, these verses are. So if we go to John 15, 12 and 13, it says, uh, my command is this love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. So Jesus continues to talk to the people who he's talking to in this. And he's, he's telling these people that they are his friends, that he, he's dying for them. He has died for them, you know? Um, and, and he wouldn't do that if he didn't care. So Jesus was calling the people with whom he was speaking his friends so that they would know that he had their best interest in mind and that they would know and understand his humanly connection to them and to us like later generations as humans, even though he was, you know, God on earth, he wanted to make sure that he, that we knew as as humans and as believers and as his followers, that he viewed us as friends because we were allowed to take part in that love that he and his father had shared. Um, so I think this is how and why we should treat people like Christ does and, and he did. We are never going to be able to completely love like him. Um, but if, if we model how we love our friends and the people around us, and especially our friends after Christ, then I guess we're going to, you know, see a difference or a change in the way that we love because it's going to be Christ first and Christ centered in that relationship. Um, so now that we've we've gone over like the by what the Bible says about friendship and with David and Jonathan, I kind of want to give y'all a little application um, because I know that my listeners, you guys like to hear how what I'm talking about applies to my own life, um, and hopefully it'll help you guys understand that this really does happen in real life. So some of you guys who actually know me personally um, know that I have been through a lot in high school. Um, and I was very bullied and very picked on, um, for pretty much everything I did and said and wore and, um, all that kind of stuff. And I know I've talked a little bit about that, but I want to give you, um, a little bit of context. So when I was in high school, I thought that the people I was in school with had to be like my best friends, like that that's where I had to find my friends. And that's where I found my worth. Um, and obviously, (laughs) obviously that did not work out well because it made me anxious and it made me scared and it made me trying to live for people and their approval rather than living my heart completely for Christ and surrendered to him. Um, but in high school I had what I thought were friends, 
Um, and I just thought it was normal that people just stab people in the back constantly. I know that I didn't want to take part in it because I knew how it made me feel, but I just thought it was normal. Like that's how friendship worked. Um, and it made me like weary or leery of letting people in and letting people, um, really who really cared, letting them really love me. And so I, it caused me to push a lot of people away because I didn't have a good experience with friendship because I thought all friendships just ended badly because that's how my life had gone up to that point. Um, but there's something different. And when you move to college, I'm don't ask me what it is. I have no idea. Maybe it's maturity. Um, and I think, I really do think it's maturity, but I also think it's like people move to college. It's a choice to go to college for most people. Um, and when I, when I went to UNC, I was still afraid of not being able to find the right group of people. And so when I got involved in crew at UNC, I just kind of felt like I was in the shadows for a little while. Um, but my Bible study leaders encouraged me to, you know, come to large group and really be a part of our Bible study. And when I started doing that, it became easier for me to realize that people weren't as selfish as I thought they were, um, because I really was starting to be in a crowd of believers, strong believers who knew what real friendship was and who valued real friendship. See, that's, that's the thing that I was missing out on is I didn't know that other people really valued true friendship except for me, but that was just the season of life that I was in. And it was really hard because I didn't understand why people my age didn't understand that, didn't get why people my age didn't understand that true friendship was such an integral part of my life and a part of anyone's life. So I vividly remember um, at UNC, I'll, I'll tell you this one little story and then we'll finish out. But my discipler um, this semester, I had a hard time with the word um, chosen and my discipler really drove that home for me. Like she kept constantly telling me how chosen and how loved I was. And I never really understood what that word meant. But when that clicked, that she didn't have to be my friend. She didn't have to be my disciple or she didn't have to be my spiritual leader that she chose me. Um, and that she chose to disciple me out of love for me, but also out of Christ's love. That was mind blowing to me. And I, that's why I wanted to do this episode on friendship and on true friendship is because I think that that is what true friendship is. It's a model of Christ's love for us. So friendships about sacrifice and all of that kind of stuff. So whenever my discipler would stay up till 3am with me talking about struggles and about doubts and about fears, and she would just do that out of pure love, it was phenomenal to me. So wherever you are in your, in your life, wherever you are in your friendships, um, just know that if you pray for it, if you pray that the Lord will give you um, the true friendships that you desire and the true friendships that you need to grow, that he will give those to you because that's been my prayer for years. And now look where I am. I have so many true friends who care about me and I care about them. And it's not about us. It's, it's about the Lord and he is the center of our relationship. So keep praying. I'm encouraging you to keep praying because the Lord hears you and the Lord will answer you in time. Um, have an awesome Sunday. We are switching podcast day to Sunday. 
public announcement. There you go. Now you know. Um, but anyways, hug your moms and give them some love and happy Mother's Day to you guys. Um, thanks for tuning in and have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Broken and Beautiful podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.